welcome to another... The official podcast of The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. Do you hear that, Ern? The Leaky Cauldron. Just go. You're wasting time. Welcome to Pottercast, your number one audio source for Harry Potter news, theories, discussion, as well as info straight from the makers of the books and films themselves, like me, Matt Lewis. I play Neville Longbottom in the Harry Potter films, and I'm very happy to be here helping introduce your hosts, the Pottercast trio, Melissa, John, and Sue. Inching ever closer to the day that Harry Potter changes forever. No! We are here with Pottercast number 86. Welcome, I'm Melissa. Here's John and Sue. As usual, we have your weekly dose of Potter fun and theory and craziness. Especially crazy today, John. Seems to be on a kick. I'm giving you a warning. See? Do you hear this? Okay. In this week's show, we have another fan interview. We think we finally have our reaction about the cover art with our very own Steve Vanterark. And we have your what's the voicemail challenge this week John your who got your you stories Harry about Potter. how you got into Harry Potter so that should be a yeah. nice segment to listen to and of course before we do anything we've got to hear from our friends at Borders it won't be long before the much anticipated release of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows do you have your mind made up where Severus Snape's loyalties lie do you think he'll betray Harry and his friends or will he help them to triumph over he who must not be named find out more about this complex character in the hot new book, The Great Snape Debate, available only at Borders. Remember to reserve Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows at Borders to save 40% off. Loving the backing track by John. <laughs> yes. Hey, Sue, didn't you get this book recently? I did. I did, and I am reading it as we speak. Well, not right this Didn't Orson Scott Card write something in it? It's, it's good. It's really a cool... Yes, he did. The uh, author oh, of uh, Ender's cool. Game is one of the uh, contributing people in this book. It's actually very pretty good. There's there's it's a two-sided book, The Case for Snape's Innocence, and then it talks about is he your, you know, Harry Potter's friends and all the different things, and then there's the case for his guilt and it's you know, for me it's hard because I reading right now I'm trying to read with an open mind on one stance that I have and I keep finding yeah. myself arguing with the book as I'm reading it, which is not good, but it's actually pretty interesting. Well, does does the book mention the d- definitive proof that Snape is good? <laughs> From the scene in Prisoner of Azkaban, when Lupin transforms and Snape gets up and protects the trio <laughs> by putting his hands out. Strangely enough, that's not in there. Hmm. Well, that totally Shocking. proves everything, okay. because <laughs> why would have, why would Joe written that into the book if that didn't prove his innocence? Wait, okay. was that in the book? Guys. <laughs> well, it's in the movie. Of course it was in the oh, book. Oh, I see. <laughs> oh, we're not starting that this week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We'll have more information about that book, I am sure, in the next few weeks. Sweet. Uh, before uh, we have a couple of quick announcements, as always, fun stuff. Phoenix Rising is coming. May 17th to 20th. Registration is closed. If you are going, remember that we will have a live podcast right after the opening dinner on May 17th. It's going to be so much fun. Yes. Matt Majacomo, who is the Whomping Willows, is playing an acoustic set. Draco, one of the Draco Malfoys, is playing an acoustic set in the middle of the show. Um... Also, we just now this is the big event that we've sort of been teasing about. Um, we just 
verified, and I really, really hope that I'm not screwing something up by announcing this right now. But midnight after the live Pottercast, we're going to open a room in the convention hall at some point, and we're all just going to sit on the floor, and all the all the Wizard Rock fans in attendance, that's the Remus Lupins, Drake on the Malfoys, the Whomping Willows, the Moaning Myrtles, the Parcel Mouths, are going to come with acoustic instruments, and we're just going to have like a sing-along and a fun... And drink up butter until whatever time we want to be and play fun songs and sing and dance. That with. will be so much fun. I'm so excited. Totally informal. You can wear pajamas if you want. You can wear, you know, can whatever. Can we take our pants off? No. No. And uh, <laughs> no, it's completely, it's not official programming, but we just, um, it's going to be sponsored by Leaky and Pottercast. We just emailed the people at Phoenix Rising and said, hey, we, we'd like to do this. Would, are, you, are you down? They were so nice and so cool. They said, yeah, let's do it. And it's going to be so much fun because we want, we want to just. Relax. It's New Orleans. Right, baby. Come on, we have yeah. to. It's New Orleans. We have to relax and, and music, have baby. A good time. He knows all about the Big Easy. Knows all about music. So what a perfect place for yeah, Wizard nice. Rock like that. That's awesome. Yeah, and those guys are great because they're they were so into it immediately. They're like, yeah, yeah, of course we'll do that. You know, so yeah. that's that's awesome. Lots of fun. We'll have more information, I think, <laughs> um, about where it will be. Uh, also, Podcast Alley. Dig.com. Mm-hmm. Do the voting for us thing because that means that we like you a lot more. Yes. And yes. <laughs> you get special treats. Yeah. And yeah, stuff. Uh, links in our show notes. Yes. Another. Oh God, guys, I'm sorry. Our, our announcements are onerous. Trying to make them fun here. HarryPotter7.com. Go read about Deathly Hallows and donate to our literacy drive. Wizard Rock EP of the Month Club. You can. You get. 12 CDs for 50 bucks and I'm sure there's going to be extras uh, that's that's wizardrockclub.com also there's another new combination CD with unheard music from all these great bands on a CD called Wizards and Muggles Rock for Social Justice they're raising money for the Harry Potter Alliance which is a group that recently sort of you've heard about on Pottercast before but they've recently sort of rejiggered their their MO which is that they're trying to to just encourage other people to use their mutual love of Harry Potter to achieve social and humanitarian and educational goals. And it's really looking like a great uh, organization that's in its real startup phases. So you'll hear more about them in the, in the future, we are sure. But go check them out at myspace.com slash cheap rent. Um, also, we just announced we are going to be doing a leaky mug at Prophecy, the convention in Toronto, Woo-hoo! Canada. Woo! Oh, wow, excitement. August 1st through 6th. So, um, no, no, that's when our reservation is. August 2nd through 5th, right? Yeah. Yep. Well, we'll be in town from August 1st through 6th, so come hang out. Gonna be gonna be so much fun with the Mugglecast guys again. We'll be making fun of each other and fighting publicly. That's what we do. Awesome. No. <laughs> no, no, we never fight. Not at all. Check, leak, check leakymug.com for more information on that event. Okay, so can we go on with our show now? Jeez, guys, would you stop doing announcements already? You're boring the heck out of me. I'd love to hear some news from Suze. Thestrals and centaurs and Voldemort in a suit. Oh my. These are among the many astonishing new images contained in a brand new international trailer for Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Warner Brothers has released this brand new trailer via AOL UK and you can find links to watch this and screen caps and so much more by clicking on our website to check out this incredible excitement. As we've told you, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix will be released in theaters on July 13th. Speaking of the movie, there was an announcement this week that not only will the film be opening in both conventional theaters and IMAX as announced previously, but now the last 20 minutes of this film are to be shown in IMAX in 3D. As readers of the series know, this segment of the book involves battle with the Ministry of Magic in London, so this should be quite the spectacular thing to behold indeed. Also, several new summer movie previews were released this week, including a new bit in Entertainment Weekly magazine that sh- 
showed a new photo from the movie. We now have the high-res version of this showing Harry walking by the Hogwarts Express with a worried-looking Ron and Hermione looking on. You can see this in our extensive galleries, which features all the stills from the movies as well as images of the trailers, a new Order of the Phoenix IMAX poster, and new looks at the upcoming Order of the Phoenix video game as well. Turning to book news, the New York Times had a new interview with Scholastic CEO Richard Robinson over the weekend, where he spoke of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows book, noting, quote, We can believe this is the last book on Harry Potter, end quote. When asked if they have the first option on any other forthcoming books by J.K. Rowling, he responded, quote, No, but we refer to ourselves as her U.S. publishers, and she's very loyal to us, and we're very loyal to her. We'll keep working together. It's less likely we won't get it. It's more likely it won't be another Harry Potter, end quote. Finally, in actor news now, the play Equus, starring Dan Ratcliffe and Richard Griffiths, will come to an end in London on June 9th. There is talk that the play will move over here to Broadway in summer of 2008. Mr. Ratcliffe and Mr. Griffiths would reprise their roles in New York, but that has yet to be confirmed. We will update once we get more information on this either way. Well, for more information on all things Harry Potter, you can always find it at leakynews.com, which is updated continually. Guys? Thank you, Sue, for that news. Before we go on, I wanted to take a moment. You know, Leaky is a global website, and sometimes when 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 tragedies happen around the world that are are global events, we 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 stop and we post about them. So we're really um, glad that we have this more personal venue to say that everybody at Leaky and everybody at Pottercast, hearts and and prayers and thoughts are with the victims' families and the victims of the terrible Virginia Tech tragedy. We. We know that a lot of you are in college Mm -hmm. and a lot of you are very personally affected by this horrible situation. And we just, we just are praying for your strength. You know, one of the things that Harry Potter teaches us is that friends are what gets you through things like Mm -hmm. this. Friends, hope, courage, and belief that the good side will win. So um, we hope that you can find solace in this, in this series at this terrible time. And please know that your your podcast friends and your leaky friends and all your Harry Potter friends are with you. On that note, we want to read a very special email that we got. We don't usually do this kind of thing, um, but we got this beautiful email, and we just wanted to to make sure it it got its due. So, Sue, you wanna you wanna do that? Right. Okay. It says, "Hi, Pottercast. I love you all. I love John's song about Sue's news." I just wanted to thank you guys so much because you've taken me away from the hostile environment of my school. After Virginia Tech, several rumors started circulating about my school, about several gun threats. I felt very unsafe and have dreaded going to school. But I have been listening to you and MuggleCast, and you have made me feel so much better because you guys can make me laugh at a time when laughter is a hard thing to do. So thank you so much for putting out these shows because they have and will help me get through this week and next week. I love spaghetti! Carolyn. (laughs) Apparently she loves spaghetti. Well, love that she loves yes, spaghetti. Yes, she does. <laughs> Which was really why we ate it to begin <laughs> That's with. That's right, because we're plugging <laughs> pasta. We love pasta. We are very, very pro spaghetti <laughs> over here. Yes, yes, that's here. true. <laughs> uh, yes. I, make, I make pasta like nobody. Nobody's mm. business. Carolyn, Carolyn, thank okay. you. Thank Sorry, you very, very much. Email like that makes makes everything and all the work on Leaky and Pottercast yeah. and everything 100% with it. And so. Woot, woot, woot. We should have like a big spaghetti party. That would be awesome one day. You ever have spaghetti parties? I'll make the pesto. Oh, that'd be great. My pesto is a force. A force. You could smell the garlic clear to California. Mm. Mm. Garlic. Garlic. 
Uh, were we talking about terrible world tragedies? Like, I don't like, know. It's kind of a weird segment. Okay. But we, we do have some positive things to talk about. Something very happy news. Speaking of that, we have a new trailer, ladies and gentlemen. Yay! I knew it. I knew wow. it. I knew it. I'm... I don't even know where to start to begin to describe. Seriously, it, it all happened really fast. Yes. We just saw it on YouTube. Um, the Thestrals we saw. It starts out with some Thestrals. Flying. It was extraordinary Kids. amount of new things. I mean, just... Whoa. Riding towards the castle. Yeah. Uh, we saw Miss Umbridge. You know, she's just... Melda Staunton, the way she walks. They show her she's walking down the hallway and just, you know. She's all perky. <laughs> They're all her little pinkness. Yeah. <laughs> Twaddling down the little shoes, clicky clacking. Yes, she was. Click, click, click. Breaking up the kids who are making out. <laughs> Don't make it out in the halls of Hogwarts. Yeah, I think she, and she, she zaps them. You know, she does some sort of like little break apart spell or something. We don't know what it is, but. It's awesome. <laughs> But that's for Snape. That's what Snape does in, yeah. well, in, in number four. He, he you know? whacks Ron on the head or somebody in the way. <laughs> I know, real hard. Snape gets wha- yeah, Ron gets toasted in this trailer. He does. Yeah. And you got the twins taken no, off. No, I'm sorry. Ron actually has a funny line in this trailer Uh-oh. with perfect delivery. I love it. Perfect <sighs> delivery, Rupert Grint. You know. Who are you and what have you done with Hermione Granger? Yeah. That perfect, like, wry Ron wit. It is. It is per- I love it. You know, because it's not exactly the most original. Like you know, it's, people say that all the time. It's very conversational. It's not like an right. original phrase. Who are you, and what have you done with blah 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 blah? But that delivery was <laughs> fantastic. It was Ron. It's just it's not you know yeah. shrieking away and hot, you know making his little face things. I mean, it was the Ron that. It's funnier too mm-hmm. in the context of the magical world because people are polyjuiced all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Totally be somebody else, you know. <laughs> He should totally like start like checking to see if she's growing yeah. back other people's hair. Yeah, he could have been serious. <laughs> right. <laughs> Who are you? What have you done with Hermione Granger? I love yeah. it. I love it too. But oh well speaking of like, you know, the the trio and then what about the DA? We saw scenes of the DA and Oh god, I yeah, mean, they're doing crazy stuff. Wow. But just that Patronus. Do you see Luna and her and her Patronus? Yeah. Oh, I love it. It's awesome. I love it. I love it. I like the part um, where the twins were escaping the yeah, Great Hall. Yes. It's pretty great. All the fireworks and stuff. That was awesome. That was Doesn't, that cool. Do you see how they were pounding? You know, there was a hammer, the shot of, like, Filch pounding the hammer, you know, for the proclamations. Yeah, or whatever. that was weird. And then they kept cutting it back and forth, and then there goes Fred and George. I mean, I can't wait for that scene. I think that But did you see that wall of proclamations, how amazing yes. that was? <laughs> oh, yeah. Freaking, that is fantastic. I mean, we talk about, Michael Goldenberg talked in the interview about mm-hmm. the hundreds and thousands of people who sit and make sure every detail is right. And we can say, from being on the set and seeing these oh, things, right. you, this is, there's no detail. I mean, somebody handmade every single one of those proclamations so to read cool. a real proclamation, every single one. And, you know, this is so intricately done that that's why you get huge, huge scenes and shots like yeah. that. But th- this, I cannot believe the amount of tension they ratcheted into one, like, what was it, two minutes yeah. or something? Yeah. Not even. This is <sighs> amazing. It's crazy. And I mean, it, the films are, you know, coming out in IMAX and 3D and everything. And it's like, you're going to see all that detail. I know. Like, they have to put in that detail. Yeah, that's that's one of the other bits of news. That the last 20 minutes of uh, Order of the Phoenix, if you go to see it in IMAX, are going to be shown in 3D. That's so now cool. Now, let's think. Why exactly would they do that? Mm. Let me think. Is there some big battle in the ministry yeah, or something? Think, maybe. <laughs> all the kids. I heard that. Dumbledore and Voldemort. Oh, God. I just hope they don't do, like, a real, like... Like, hey, we're shooting in 3D. Let's make real crazy 3D shots. You know, like oh, people I don't know. randomly throwing things into the camera. Like, if they put the camera behind the veil, 
and make you know who <laughs> like flying towards oh, the audience. No, I'm gonna be pissed because that's gonna be so lame. I'm gonna be like, don't do that. <laughs> I don't think that they'll no. have that part. I think it'll be more like we saw glimpses of like you know things flying about in the ministry. I think those are the scenes that we'll see in three. Oh yeah, 3D, that'll be really you know? cool. All of the prophecies flying. Yeah. Well, no, I think it'll be just this. The, the battle, like the globes, maybe the globes exploding or something, you know? Yeah. Or maybe it's just the confrontation between Voldemort and Dumbledore and Harry. I don't The so confrontation cool. between Voldemort. Oh, my. That looks I mean, like, so it cool, the parts we saw. Yes. About Voldemort throwing it. his arms back and, like, yes. all the oh. glass in the ministry shattering. Yes. Dear God, it's going to be. God. And imagine all that glass in 3D coming at no. you. Wow. Like, Oh my gosh. So cool. Oh my gosh. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't, well, speaking of Voldemort, did you see in the trailer how yes. uh, Carlos was. Um, yes. A statement was confirmed about Voldemort wearing the suit. It was. <laughs> there he was in a suit. <laughs> well, it makes sense now because it's like Harry is just yeah. having visions and seeing right. Voldemort everywhere. And it's like it's more than visions. He's seeing it in what's actually Which you know, happening, is, like real time. And that is a really. Because that's not what happened in the no, book. It's not. But if you think no. about the book, it is a re- it's really hard to start going into like his his dream and the right. feelings that he, you can't really put that visually. But to make it that he's seeing Voldemort everywhere is just a perfect and translation. Himself. It's great. That's a great. I mean, talk, yeah. talk about taking it from literal to the real spirit. And I right. think to make it a film, yeah, that's the kind of thing that's necessary. Exactly. You know. I agree, but but the way just just fine standing there. I mean, he's still the personification of evil, even if he's wearing this black suit and that that stark contrast between his white face and his suit. I just thought that was yeah. wow. He know. doesn't have a nose. No, he doesn't. But Armani for wizards. You know. oh, we saw the awesome <laughs> shot of the of Azkaban also. Too. Yes, Dylan, I was waiting like for you to talk about that. The big <laughs> so A for cool. Azkaban. Oh my gosh! Oh, we we saw uh, saw a picture of it and the Daily Prophet. Oh, okay. But this is a stupid question, but who is the person in the door of Azkaban that's just kind of hanging out there? I think it's serious. Well, why? No, it would be um, one of the back? other death movies. Oh, would yeah, it, probably would it, would so. It be, You're right. Would it be Lestrange? Would it be Bellatrix? And she could be wearing this, like a shift and weird hair, and it might just... It's really hard to see. It could be when Bellatrix. When we see it in high, in high death, we'll probably... Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It was really I quick. It just went really, really fast, and I, I I don't know. But we did see Bellatrix later. There's one quick shot of her on, on that we saw. For sure, just yeah. like flailing arms around. So we see the centaurs too. Yes, it's true. Yeah. Centaurs, which will be fun. We've seen scale them battle in forever. With the centaurs. Ugh. Oh man. Oh, I can't centaurs, even. Centaurs like can't fully even. realized with you know. Oh man, it's gonna be so cool. Oh, I, you know, I just just I know you get it. It's easy to get excited because that's the whole point of these trailers to build up anticipation. You know, for for the movies. But I yeah. just seeing this just and this scale just really gives me a lot of hope for this film i don't you know i mean do you know i'm i'm starting to reverse my opinion on on whether this is an easy or hard book to translate i understand there's a lot of information but when there's all that much information and you condense it like that <clears throat> it might make for the most thrilling yeah harry potter because oh, it it's looks so like it's much easily more the most dense. thrilling so far yeah yeah i mean like seriously because uh, when you watch all those shots you're reminded of just how many amazing things are in this film right. yeah the, the the flight the flight of the ministry the veil the prophecy yeah. you know uh, we haven't seen them yet but grop you know of, oh god yeah, there's, there's so, much. so much there's so much it's really the most cinematic i think so far of the books like even even a goblet with all of its you know tasks i mean the goblet you know cup to be the one that come before is getting the, the at least the movie going Harry Potter audience ready to see actual huge 
climaxes and big confrontations in the end. There was a big one in Goblet, but this was a battle between the two most powerful wizards right. on the planet. It's like, that's something that you can really build up to and just have it explode on screen. Right. It's like versus, you know, Azkaban, where like the big confrontation is kind of like, oh, it's serious. Oh, and he actually is good. And it's like, it reads awesome as a book, but, mm-hmm. you know, to some people, you know, looking for an action movie. You know, it, it's, pro- it's probably you're not. They're not going to really enjoy it as much. But this is just is an uh, an event. Some of the big scenes in these in this movie it looks like. Well, I think that all the, world- the whole ministry scene is going to be just yes. crazy cool. Yeah. Well, I mean the yeah. detail because we saw we saw a glimpse of the wasn't gamut. I think when you know when he said again when Dumbledore saying you know this. The calm evidence is incontrovertible, or whatever. You yeah. know, I just thought you is detail that on the floor. Up there yeah, and Fudge is saying denying yeah. that Voldemort's back. But well, I still think my favorite special effects shot so far that I've seen in any Harry Potter movie yeah. is Dumbledore and Fox transforming away yeah. and turning into fire. <gasps> that transformation is so cool. It's like my favorite scene out of the whole. Yeah, like that whole book, pretty much. Right. But explain to me one thing, because. Mm-hmm. Everybody appeared to be conscious during that uh Yes they did, don't they? Scene. And I'm trying to figure out which one is my dolly. <laughs> and on the right. He's on the he's right. On the right, you think? I think so. I don't have to because the weird like, hair. Hmm. Of course everybody's conscious. It's more it's more exciting. It is more exciting, film. but who's trying to stop him? It's like, oh no, don't leave. Yeah. It's like you got you got Kingly and Dollish in there. They would try to stop him. You see Fox coming. Are they you kidding? Why Fox. would why would Dollish no, wouldn't? Hey, Kingsley wouldn't stop him. Dollish is inept. Yeah. No Dollish sense. is not inept. Who the hell are you? <laughs> Dumbledore, Dumbledore makes fun of how inept Dollish yes, is. No, Dollish says. Against, okay, I know not you're inept, awesome, Dollish, but, but I'm against still more Dumbledore. Awesome. But against Dumbledore. And also, who inept. has got the handy counter charm to Dumbledore turning into Fox and flying away? You know, like nobody. Right. How do you. Well, it's how not going to be Umbridge or it's what, not going to be we're made to a, you know? What we're made to assume is that this is like the kind of deer in headlights kind of thing. That's like they're so You're shocked. You're never made to something assume is anything if you assume it's your fault. Well, no, they're just standing there watching this happen. So we're for supposed to we figure know, out that they're so stunned. No, that this for all is we know, happening. it's like a split second. Like he blasted people away, turned around, boom, he's gone, and nobody has a chance to react. Maybe, you know? maybe they're certainly putting their time in and effort in on the production of this it seems very thrilled because i mean there were sparks uh, even flying when fred and george i mean you could just see that boom boom i so. love it yeah I love a lot, it. Of, a lot of that kind of effects lots lots of you know it's called particles animation and you see it everywhere when you know the water the patronuses well, the fire yeah. all of that stuff bravo well but this this time around more than any they're very aware of hd yes yeah you know, and now with the advent of the technology, it's it's very important to get all these little, sure. such an effects-heavy right. thing. But, like, for instance, I just have to give props because you, you, the Fred and George scene, I really worried that it would get cut. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not totally essential, no, it's not, to be honest. No. But it's such a fabulous scene, but they, and they really, and they did it. They did, and it looks like they did it right. So, can we talk about one other bit of news? The trailer's fabulous, and we'll it. have all the stuff up, and we'll have screen caps and all the whole thing. So, um, let's talk about the book. There was an interview with the CEO of Scholastic, Richard Robinson, and he said that he believes that this is, in fact, Harry Potter and Deathly Hallows is, in fact, the last book on Harry Potter. I know that there have been rumors and kind of hopes that, oh, she'll come back with an eighth, but we saw a new interview with him, so I thought that was really... I think if Joe wanted to do her encyclopedia, then she wouldn't have to get permission from the CEO first. 
Well, I think he means like right. plot story. There right. might there might very well be an encyclopedia, maybe for charity. Yeah, well, no or one something. thought that there would be an eighth book, though, did they? Well, but yeah, but there have been rumors no. floating forever. I mean, it's just. Well, it's just people, it's sort of uninformed people who are like new to the fandom, like, oh, there's not going to be an eighth book, right. and yeah. it's like the first thing you learn when you get into fandom, there's no eighth book. It should like come with a manual. Right. There's no eighth book. Harry and Hermione are not getting together. Um, you know, stuff like that. Okay, we've gotten the scores of emails, and we have to say this. Equus, the play starring Dan Ratcliffe and Richard Griffiths, is going to end on June 9th. At this time, we do not know, it's not been officially confirmed that this play will, that the play is going to Broadway, but we do not know. It's not been confirmed that Dan and Richard Griffiths will reprise their roles. Would not count yes, on we, it. We, we, it's, well, yeah, because next spring. It's a long time away. Oh, gosh. You know? It's a very long time away, and they have movies to make. Yeah. yeah. You know? You know, they've been talking of replacing the actors, and they're not doing that. They're just ending the play on June 9th. They're going to take it. The play's going to go on tour in the UK, but it'll have a different actor altogether. And just, but we don't know. So don't get excited that to book your tickets for. Fall 2008 to go see Dan because we don't know if he's actually going to be there or not. So, although it'd be cool. Okay, guys, it's 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 real late here. Yes. I know we went on trailer yes. trailer craziness. Yes, we did. So we have your reactions mm-hmm. to stuff. Maybe a canon conundrum. Woo! A short one, and and we'll be back. Hello, my name is Crystal Hoover, 13 from Arlington Heights, Illinois. And I was first introduced to Harry Potter in 1999, when I was in first grade. I've always loved reading, so when my Aunt Miriam, who was three years older than me, was telling my mom how much she loved the books, my mom decided to get me the first three books for Christmas. I've been in love with this series ever since. Thank you, Miriam, for changing my life forever. Yo, what up, Pottercats? It's Daddy Bones out in Binghamton, New York. And I'd just like to leave a message explaining what exactly got me into the Harry Potter series. Well, I guess I had to take a bus from Albany to Binghamton just as Sorcerer's Stone was hitting theaters. And I picked up a Game Pro magazine that was going through a 10-stage special, you know, explaining the video game for the upcoming movie. And I really got into the series after the first movie by reading the books. And here we are. Hello, I am CBM from The Lounge. And it was J.K. Rowling who got me turned on to reading Harry Potter. It was Christmas Eve, 1999. I was having a hard time finding my wife a present. And I was no longer in the Christmas spirit, driving around, trying to figure out what to do. I started looking for something other than carols on the radio to listen to. So I turned on the NPR, and Diane Rehm was interviewing an English children's author. The author started reading part of her book. It was the wand shop scene for Alabanders from Sorcerer's Stone. And I was enthralled. After waiting for the interview to end, I immediately rushed to my nearest borders and purchased Sorcerer's Stone. I have been a fan ever since. Thank you. Hey, Pottercast. My name is Sarah, also known as Dan Radfan20 on Leaky. Um, the person that introduced me to Harry Potter was my mom, uh, way back in 1998 nine years ago I started reading Harry Potter I cannot believe it has been nine years but these last nine years have been the most exciting years of my life without Harry Potter I don't know how my life would have been different I probably would have been bored but I just want to say thank you mom for buying me my very first Harry Potter book this is Rich from California and I was introduced to the HP series by my friend Devitt 
about a year or so before the first movie came out, he gave me a copy of book one, though at the time I was unable to get through the first few pages. A few months later, after I saw the trailer for the first movie, I was going to finally read the book, but decided against it, since movies are rarely as good as the books, and I didn't really want to ruin the movie at the time. After seeing the film, I proceeded to read and finish the book that night. A couple of days later, I bought a set of the first four books and ended up reading books two, three, and four over the next three days. Since that point, I've pretty much frustrated and exasperated my friend with constant theories, insights, and critiques of the books, to the point where he's probably considered beating me over the head with a book he gave me at times to prevent himself from doing that. Well, that's my story. Hey, Pottercast. This is Michelle from Miami, Florida. My brother is the one who introduced me to Harry Potter. He had to read Sorcerer's Stone for school, and he told me that I had to read this book because it was really good. So, Andy... It's all your fault that my room looks like a Harry Potter store. That the wizarding world is so engraved in me that I unconsciously think of the post office as the muggle post. And that Harry Potter has taken over my life for the past five years. I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for introducing me to Harry Potter. Because it's been the best experience ever. Hey Pottercast, I'm Anne and I'll be 20 by the time Deathly Hallows comes out. But when I got my first Harry Potter book it was Christmas 1999 and I was 12. My mom got me the book for Christmas because she'd heard about it and thought I would like it. But when I opened it, I took one look at it and thought there was no way I would ever read a book like this. See, I had recently started reading books from the young adult section of the library and thought I was way too good for some children's book about a wizard. However, about a week later, I got sick and was just lying around the house with nothing to do, totally bored, when I remembered the Harry Potter book. I figured I'd give it a try, but didn't think I would like it at all. I started reading the first chapter, and next time I looked up from the book, I think it was round about the Mirror of Erised, but I just stopped for a quick snack break and went right back to reading, and now, here I am, about seven and a half years later, more obsessed than ever. Hello, this is Kimberly Blair, and I am here with Angela, otherwise known as Corey3Us, who is a member around Leaky. She, if you might remember, was the one who wrote the Time Turner theory that was read back a few powdercasts ago in the big long mailbag about the new Deathly Hallows series. How are you doing today, Angela? I'm good. I just wanted to start off by reading the email that you wrote into Pottercast that episode to kind of remind our, our listeners what it is that you talked about. Okay. My theory about the title is that Harry will discover that he must go back to the night where everything began for him, October 31st, 1981. Harry will use a time-turner. J.K. said in an interview that she wouldn't rule out time-turners in another book, and seeing as this is the last, to get there. I'm not sure if someone else was with him or not. Then, I mean, there he will gain some kind of knowledge or assistance as Harry was the one outside the Potters the night Lily and James died. Harry was the one who informed Dumbledore about what had happened. This is how Dumbledore knew what he must do with baby Harry. This would have been an extremely difficult task for him because he would want to save his parents, but if he did, there would be no world left as we know it. That was your email, which I remember when they read it on the podcast and I was listening to it, I was just like, wow. And I think like my brain exploded due to thought and all these things. So I was one of the, um, it was very popular. They talked about it in the next episode. There's just some discussion on the forum. So now that um, you've had some a few weeks to reflect on this theory, do you have any changes to it? Have you kind of refined it, rethought it based on different feedback or just your own personal thoughts? Um, I have broadened it more and changed a couple things because I wasn't quite 
satisfied with the original theory that I came up with. Mm -hmm. And so things just didn't fit for me. So I changed it a bit. Do you want to let us in on your new sort of theory? Harry will find a time travel device, probably from somewhere in Dumbledore's belongings. Mm -hmm. He will go to Godric's Hollow to visit his parents' graves, where he will find his slash James's cloak somewhere around where the house was. This will make him realize that he has to go back in time to ensure that James gives Dumbledore his invisibility cloak. He leaves one cloak with Ron and Hermione and takes the other back to the morning of October 31st, 1981. Once there, he will meet his parents and the 1981 Dumbledore. James will give Dumbledore the cloak and Lily will tell Harry the important importance of having her eyes. They will also discuss why the Potters have to die and a plan for removing Harry from the house. Harry and Dumbledore go to leave, but Harry wants to stay, not to watch what happens, but to bury his parents after they die. Harry and Dumbledore are the ones outside the house when the Potters were killed, Harry under the cloak that he brought back with him, and Dumbledore doing whatever he does to make himself invisible. They go in to get the Potters' bodies after they die, where Harry takes off the cloak and lays it down by his father while Dumbledore goes to get Lily and check on baby Harry. Snape comes in to check that Lily is okay, but finds Harry there instead. Harry snaps and attacks Snape. There they fire a few spells at one another, which destroys much of the house before Dumbledore breaks it up. During the fight, we learn that Snape loved Lily and made some kind of deal with Voldemort to save her life. This is why Dumbledore trusts Snape. They leave the house and Dumbledore sends a message to Hagrid, who is waiting not too far away to get baby Harry and care for him until he is left with the Dursleys. They then bury the Potters and Harry returns to his time with new knowledge and peace about his parents' death. Hmm. It's very interesting. Now, um, you mentioned to me that, you know, which I thought was very interesting, that you often don't go on the forums and read the different theories and and such because you don't want it to change to influence your own theory. So then you go, oh, you know, maybe that's possible. Like, which is what often happens with myself reading fan fiction. I often don't read it because I get confused as to what is canon, what's not canon. Um, and I get all these different theories. So um, what is it that sort of influenced you to come up with these different changes? Um, well, I get everything either from the books itself or from things that Joe has said. Um, because same as you, I don't like getting other people's thoughts that aren't actually real in my head, just way too confusing. Um, so it's every time I read the books, I pull out something new. It's I'm reading it. It's like, Oh, right. And that goes back to that. And then it's just this whole, it's basically kind of fitting a puzzle together with different pieces from different books is what it's like for me. Okay. Um, do you have any reason you want to talk about as to why you changed different aspects of the theory? Or- um, no, it was just whenever I come up with a theory, I'll get like this little brain burst. Okay, this is what it is. And then it's it's I have like this need to want to go and find facts to back it up from the book. So I go through and I have all these lists of different things all over the place. Mm-hmm little notes and it's like okay that comes in here that would fit here that would fit here like with the part about um what I said about making him realize that he has to go back in time Mm -hmm. to ensure that 
James gives the cloak to Dumbledore. Well, if Harry never got that cloak, yep. he couldn't have done anything. Yeah. Because that cloak was a major part. Oh, yeah, we see it in every book being used. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, like, the other thing that really made me zone in on the cloak was the note that he received um, in Philosopher's Stone mm-hmm. when he first got the cloak, saying that it was time it was returned to you. Ah, yeah. There was something that I decided about boys found interesting. Yeah. Now, um, how is it you felt once you heard, you know, your theory being read and kind of the discussion that it generated and hearing it on podcast? Oh, I, well, first off, I was shocked because I don't read any of this. Mm-hmm. Like the message boards, I've never listened to Pottercast. So I had no clue any of this was going on whatsoever. And then afterwards, it was like, wow. It, it's kind of the past couple of weeks, I've been walking around in like a shock that just I got so many people talking about something. Mm-hmm. And just it was, I didn't think, I just use this as like a little hobby to keep my mind busy. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think that my little hobby could possibly get anybody talking. I was wondering, perhaps, if you had another theory that you wanted to share with us, see if we could, again, set the theories afire and, you know, start a new discussion about something else. Okay. I have a theory about the wizard performing magic late in life, or the person. This is something that, you know, Joe's talked about often, um... Everyone has, you know, theories, something about Petunia, things like that. So my theory is that Dudley is the one who will perform magic late in life. His memory that he relived with the Dementors was that of him doing magic as a young child after throwing a fit because he couldn't get his way. This memory was probably before Harry lived with the Dursleys. Petunia knew that Dudley was a wizard, which is why he's so spoiled. She didn't want him to become angry and accidentally perform magic. Petunia made a deal with Dumbledore that by taking in Harry and raising him, Dudley's name would be erased from the books at Hogwarts and no one but the two of them would know what Dudley really was. I think that is, you know, when you first talked about it, I thought it was pretty interesting because it explains, it does explain a lot of things, you know, like why he's so, Dudley is so spoiled and when Dumbledore says to um, the Dursleys, you know, that they, he, they've been abusing Dudley and Dudley's just like, what? Why am I abused? Like, I'm happy and yeah, health, well, not healthy, but well fed and I have all this stuff. So Yeah, it's like... By them putting thoughts about wizards into his head and not allowing him to be who he truly is, it turned him into something, well, what he became, instead of just accepting what he was and dealing with it. Mm-hmm. So Now, do you think that the Remember My Last letter, which Dumbledore sends to Petunia, has a reflection on the fact that, you know, you believe Dudley is a wizard? Do you think that the Remember My Last ties into that some way? Yeah, that that howler. I think it it's reminding her of a de- the deal that you know what you take Harry in and raise him, and I'll keep it quiet about Dudley. But if you turn Harry out or don't take him, well, then Dudley is going to be brought out to the public to know what he is. Yeah, that's because yeah. yeah in order, the Phoenix Dumbledore tells Harry, "I thought she might need reminding of the pact she had sealed by taking you." Mm-hmm. So. It was, 
just another one of those things that kind of jumped right out at me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's good that you take a lot of, there's so many clues that Joe leaves. You're kind of collecting so many of them and helping, putting them all together to, you know, come up with a possible theory. Yeah, it's so. it's hard though. She is a genius. She is. She the way she either puts these little things in, along with complete nothing, so you wouldn't even think that it's a clue. I just I've never read any books mm-hmm. like authors who write like that. It's amazing. It is. Joe, you rock. It's just and of course after I read the last book, we'll be like, oh, obviously that was what that was. Yes. Okay, well, thank you very much for joining us today, Angela. Well, thank you for having me. Okay, bye. Bye. And now it's time for Canon Conundrums. Listen in as our panel tries to figure out one specific issue from the Harry Potter canon. Who could possibly figure that out? And we're back with Canon Conundrums for Pottercast 86, Woo! the long-awaited cover edition with our friend Mr. Vanderart and me and the, the Susie lady Musa's tending to Mooshka taking Mooshka for her da- daily walk <laughs> walking <So>, the cat <laughs> we'll hear for her so Mooshka is very demanding we're talking about covers mm-hmm. we're talking about covers. the covers yeah. of Deathly Hollows that we have the seen the Starship uh, edition, the yes! 2K edition thank you Steve I knew You're you welcome. would see that Yay! absolutely okay. where's, where's, where's the Starship oh, Enterprise John, I love that show it's got the Starship Enterprise in it which cover? On the picture of Hogwarts getting frozen up by the dying trees of the Oh, yes, yes. Forest. Look up sorry, at the I clouds. Say Come on. Yeah, there's a Starship Enterprise. It's the ultimate crossover. That'd be the awesomest tie-in ever. <laughs> <laughs> so Spock wakes up and it's all been a dream. <laughs> Spock. Aw. Oh. Well, it's, it's the holodeck. It's the holodeck. The whole thing has taken place in the holodeck. Oh. And we get the grid lines of yellow and on black, and they walk out and get back to work. Must have been a problem with the safety okay. protocol. We're done then. We can quit, right? <laughs> awesome. So you think then Snape is Spock? Is that it? I'm going to start that new rumor. That's Ooh, it. Snape, oh, man. Snape is Spock? Yeah. Okay. Maybe not. That's not logical. So what do you think, Steve? I mean, pretty uh, fabulous. Of, of the covers? Oh, yeah. man. We got, we got three covers to mess with here. Yeah. So which one do we want to talk about yeah. first? Let's talk about the easiest one first. Let's talk about <laughs> oh, the adult yeah. edition. There's an easy one? Okay. Would that be the scholastic well, the one? the adult edition. It's a, it's a darn horcrux. What is the, it? The adult? Right? The, the adult edition. UK oh, ones. oh, oh. Okay. Let me switch back to that there. Yeah. You're talking about the one with the little locket thing on it. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Think I think that's supposed to be. That's, that's the locket. Yeah. Slytherin's locket. Sure. Mm-hmm. I think it's cool because that's something I've tried drawing before mm-hmm. and I've tried modeling mm-hmm. in 3D and it's to see it with like jewels on it. Sure. I don't recall that being described in the book, but well, it has, it has, really has cool some sort of inscription. Harry looks visual. when he pulls it out, and or when when they pull it out, they see it doesn't. When he pulls it out of anyway, but he sees that it doesn't have and, the inscriptions; it's just plain. So, and it's talking yeah. about the one that they find in Grimmauld Place, or the one no, that I'm talking about the after after the whole cave sequence when he because looks at maybe it. Maybe the one that we're seeing is the one that was. The actual the real, real horcrux, And again, this is an assumption, but I think we're all assuming that the locket from Grimmel well, Place is. That. Yeah. Can Can I ask you this? Was it Was it described as being so like elaborate, encrusted? No. In, I mean, that's that's or you know, hey, yeah. Thank you, John. That's the word. Yeah. I mean, it was just sort of mentioned in passing, almost like it was not supposed to be something we noticed. 
tricky lady. Exactly. <laughs> so that's exactly. why I was really surprised that the, the you know, because the, the way that the green, the emeralds are there are really striking. It makes it look like a snake, you know? I right. mean, on top so of you're thinking, yeah. of course, and, and we don't, it's not described, so that picture's not canon. But yeah. uh, still, you're saying that probably should have mentioned that if it was... Yeah. So obvious, right? When they yeah, found the locket. I, yeah. I, that's why I was really surprised at first when I saw it. I was like, "Well, that's a beautiful thing," but I just it never struck me that it would be so elaborate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My wonder is, did somebody actually, you know, model that, or did somebody actually create that, like oh. physically a jeweler or something? Create that because that'd be mm-hmm. a beautiful piece to have. And I wonder if the noble collection oh, would be awesome. Wouldn't it? <laughs> that'd be cool. Yeah, I, would. I totally would. Totally would have that. Yeah. Well, we saw a lot of jewels though, especially on the children's edition of the UK one. Now we're talking about jewels. Oh, what yeah, is no, going that's on? A, that is an interesting cover. Yeah, <laughs> somebody said that Ron looks confused because he's he've never he's never seen that much money before. Oh, that's cruel! <laughs> Ron is confused by the money. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I so the big question: Are they coming or Heather. going? Well, what do you think? They're falling. Are they coming toward us, or are they being sucked away from us? Because uh, look at Hermione's hair uh, and Ron's, good. and here he's. They're moving away from us. They're not falling mm. forward, or the hair would be going the other direction. So they are definitely going away from us, in my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the, whatever they are, whatever whatever thing that they found, is They're it a port key? Did sucked. something just grab them? Or or are they getting yeah. dragged into another dimension? Or you know, Where are they with all this treasure is? Maybe they're getting pulled into the phantom zone. Ah. Well, Steve, that's a good question, because a lot of people, th- you know, my first inclination at first was this it was immediately this is Gringotts, you know? That they're oh, okay. in a vault. A lot of Gringotts theories. Yeah. And I didn't know. You know it's funny because I never thought of that, but okay. Really? Yeah. Well, you know, I have this this whole you know Dungeons and Dragons thing going on when I think about Harry off on a quest to find Horcruxes. So you yeah. know, it seems to me yeah. that I've played enough D anD D to know that you know at the end of somewhere along the line you're going to open up a door and find the big old treasure, and then you're going to get your hit points. So or your yeah. uh, your I don't know your experience points so i'm kind of i was kind of thinking in those terms that they were searching for it and then they came across this amazing room full of treasure and they think they yeah. have the right horcrux and they grab it and you know keep of wonder one thing that really bothers me though and this is jumping into stuff about deathly hallows but yeah you know if you think about where that the cave scenario uh-huh. harry would have had yeah. absolutely no chance so i'm really curious if she's gonna be able to keep up that level of 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 yeah. of really clever dark magic to hide these things, and then again, we, maybe what we're looking at here—they you know, stumble onto this and think they're doing okay, and all of a sudden, yeah. Mm. I've always contended that Larry would have absolutely had no chance in that cave by himself, oh, really? and it makes you wonder if you know is that the, the most well guarded Horcrux? Did Dumbledore happen to find the one that was guarded the you know? Most uh, or the best by Voldemort, sure. and everything else will be like, you know, easier than that. Or it, is someone going to be able to help them with this? Or, or for that like matter, Dalish would Dumbledore have been able to do it with by himself? It took two people. Uh-huh. Yeah, it did. Yeah. You know, Dumbledore it, it, would it not take... have been able to to drink that potion on his own. He would not have been able to. True. Do that. So, but anybody could have done that, though. Any p- person of any degree right. of power could have drank the potion for. Dumbledore. But. Well, not necessarily, because uh, only, they would not have been able to cross the lake. The boat would not have transported enough magical power to have been... It would have had to have been somebody who was a non... who was not a, a 
um, fully qualified I wizard. But anyway, we're kind of getting off yeah. track here. But yeah. but assuming that this would be part of their quest to find Horcruxes, which is what I was thinking as opposed to Gringotts, but although Gringotts uh-huh. could be the place. Um, then you start looking at all the little objects in there. And, oh, my goodness me. You've got yes, you know, a helm there you, in Steve. the front. And you've got the, the uh-huh. you know, who I'm assuming is Dobby, judging by the ears sticking out behind Harry and the hand on his shoulder. Somebody's riding on his back with a sword well, there. We've heard it could be a goblin at Gringotts, though, too. Because uh-huh. of the bit, the description mm-hmm. of, of goblins versus the physical description of elves. Uh, not really, because uh, the skin would be the wrong color. But on the other hand, I don't trust that the artist necessarily got it all right. Goblins yeah. are described as having ruddy skin, so they would be a reddish-colored skin. Yeah, because Not why reddish. would a goblin hold those? See, that's the thing. Why would the goblin hold what possibly is the sword of Gryffindor? You know? mm-hmm. Too short right. to really be the sword of Gryffindor, but sure, that's a short sword, and oh. it's got no—it's you know, yeah. got two jewels on the hilt, but that's it. So that that would not. I mean, but again, I'm not going to trust this artist to have gotten things like that necessarily correct. But uh, oh. yeah, I'm thinking it's a house elf. But so, do you think it could be a creature out mm-hmm. for help, to help there everybody? You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, he would be bound, though, to be just, so my just blood gets you know. Sucked into the void next to me, I will not speak with her. <laughs> That's hilarious. I don't know. Mm. But you're talking about the objects, though. So, talking about those things. See, my first, you know how I am obsessed. That I was thinking that these are like some of the things, you know, I was hoping that one of those is the cup of Hufflepuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, because there's all the colors of the four houses in there, if you look. Yeah, you know? There's a green thing, and a yellow thing, and a red and thing, it, and a purple thing. Oh, wait. Oh. Well, the, uh, the, the the armor looks a little bluish to me. I don't know. Oh, okay. I okay, okay. oh, the, the thing, the thing on the this. left is armor, along with the helm. I I was looking at that, kind of wondering mm-hmm. what sort of large, strange vessel that was full of coins. But it's not. That's a breastplate, isn't it? Yeah. And a, sh- and a shield and oh, interesting. Okay, guess I should have looked a little closer. Uh, the, the funny thing for me about this possibly being at Gringotts is that one of my oldest theories about this book, yeah. and it's kind of my my screw around theory. <laughs> Is that they're going to find the rest of the Horcruxes in in Voldemort's Gringotts vault, <laughs> and they're just going to break into it. They're all going to be right there, and Harry's just going to get a big hammer and start going to town mm-hmm. on these things. And I don't think it'll take more than a hammer to that, get rid of a Horcrux, but yeah. Well, you know, uh, you know, some sort mm-hmm. of device. You know, because let me ask you this: so one of the theories floated was that this is Dumbledore's vault. Ah. And, and I don't know if I buy that. Stuff. Yeah, right. and I just, I find I just don't see him as being. Right. I mean, I understand he would do it as as a way to to, to contain. I think him. if it was Dumbledore's vault, you'd see a nice pair of socks. Yeah. <laughs> Bag of a what do you call lemon drops or whatever Birdie those are? Ever, er, oh yeah, sherbet lemons. Yeah. Sherbet lemons. Not lemon mean. drops. Let's not let's not get all American here. It's it's oh, sherbet sorry. lemons. Mm-hmm. So what about lemon all hats? the wounds? Well, see, I mean, that's why you look I at thought... Hermione's arms are just, just you know, mm-hmm. they've obviously been through something here. Yeah. Harry's sleeve is all looks like it's been burned, and yeah, it's yeah. pretty nasty. I think they got attacked by a pack of bow trickles. <laughs> yeah, bow trickles. But see, see, if it was, what if they were just like hurled through like some force, or if there had been mm-hmm. like. You know, so then that would make sense that their arms, they, like, say they had gone through glass or something that they were cut. Or if they had mm-hmm. gone through, like, a thing, you know, in the, in the first book when you had to go through the chamber, the wing keys or whatever that was. Right. And they true. got all cut mm-hmm. up. So maybe mm-hmm. they had to do mm-hmm. something like that. I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm. Well, of course, all of the defenses in book one are so pathetic that, you know. Yeah. Clearly. I know. Uh, don't even get me started yeah, but, on well, those. And, and not only that, but, Vault, uh, excuse me, uh, Quirrell was looking at the mirror trying to get the stone to give to his master, not to use himself. So he should have gotten it right then, according to Dumbledore's logic. But that's beside the point. Let's move along. 
Uh, well, okay, anyway, so we've, so we've got a house elf on the cool, back like, of Harry. We've got wounded people yeah. being sucked into the red and yellow void. You notice it is red and yellow where they're going. Yes. So it's Gryffindor world. So it's kind of, I, okay, I've been sorry. I've been playing Super Paper Mario and everything is like sucking into pipes now for me. But, um, uh, <laughs> you know, well, when cool you got a Wii, you got to enjoy it. Uh, um, I'm not even so, going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let's look at the back. Let's look at the back because I find this just absolutely yeah. terrifying. This, these, these, these trees reaching out. This, I'm assuming that this is either, you know, an, another crossover and it's the Ents come to town. or I know, yeah. Hagrid convinced the Ents to okay. finally fight. Yeah. So it took them right. forever. And is that or is that not the, the giant squid's tentacle in the front of that picture? You're kidding. Really? Well, look at it. Look at it. That doesn't look like a tree. All the rest are trees. They're shaped differently, except the one in the middle, which looks like a tentacle. I'm just it saying. Does. I'm just saying here. Okay. That'd be awesome, man. The squid oh, yeah. would come out the and launch into the battle. The best ally right. ever hold. Oh, I, I'm I'm expecting the giant squid in the final battle. And since Dumbledore is a giant squid, he's dead now, so it doesn't matter. But um, Dumbledore is a giant squid. Yeah. Haven't you been on the Lexicon forum? It's one of our favorite no, theories I guess over there. Not. Anyway, moving along. So we've got a castle which is getting encased in snow or ice. Right. Oh. Yeah, I mean that's not normal Hogwarts. We're seeing Hogwarts exclamation point icy or icy exclamation point Hogwarts. Yeah, right. And the Enterprise yeah. flying above it, and the full moon. Right. Yeah. I, are you still with me there? I am. I, I just. Okay. I, it is a totally. I thought that was like a spaceship. I did, and I cracked up, and uh-huh. I just. I. I really did. Well, it is. It's the Enterprise. <sighs> but but do you see what I'm talking about? About the ice kind of climbing up the castle side, side of the castle there. I gotta look again. I mean, there, we're we're seeing a, you know, the the dirt in front of it, the, the the ground, and it's green. By the steps, you mean? You think that's ice? No, no, that's that's not behind that, creeping up the side, grabbing onto those towers. See, I just thought that was moonlight because that was the moonlight bathing the ground. Mm. White. Could be. Yeah, mm. it could be. Could be. I think but it's it the be. giant squid turning everything to ice with these little tentacles. That's awesome. Mm. I love that theory. Yeah. Where did he get powers? I think, it is. I think a giant squid is Voldemort. I think Voldemort is living in the lake. No way. How, how many people can he be? No way. He's the greatest dark wizard of all time. Certainly he could become a giant squid. But then if why, if he hates, uh, you know, muggles, and why would he save Colin Creevy, Creevy then, you know, if he, that was Voldemort? So that shoots a big theory in there. Oh, uh, well, maybe he doesn't always inhabit the giant squid. Uh, okay, so we got the board. clouds coming in. See, I, that to me is a very threatening image. I'm seeing when I look at this, I yeah. see this threatening storm cloud thing with this ice creeping up and some terrible magic, you know, yeah. kind of taking over the castle. That's what I'm thinking. On the other hand, that assumes it's that this very, is very very bright. You're right. I was just thinking that too. It's like. I think it's silly to assume that the only castle in the whole magical world is Hogwarts. Right, and of course, then it's this whole thing we're seeing on the main on the on the cover could be taking place in this castle, which could have absolutely nothing to do with. Uh, yeah, I mean, it kind of looks. Well, like, answer me this: yeah. When Slytherin left mm-hmm. Hogwarts, mm-hmm. where did he go? Could he have made himself a fortress? Oh, certainly, certainly he could have. Could Voldemort have taken up this fortress? As his headquarters? Well, we do wonder where Voldemort's headquarters is. We've never, you know, nobody ever knows. Could we be looking at it on this cover? Could this be his headquarters? I think it'd be very cool if there was a mirror to Hogwarts as, like, 
you know, the beacon of good to having a beacon of evil where Voldemort... Well, well I thought about Durmstrang. Up. What about Durmstrang? It's not evil, but... It's too tall for Durmstrang, actually. Yeah. Although, again, I don't necessarily trust the uh, artist to know that canon fact, but Durmstrang doesn't have that many floors. Is that right? Wow. See, yes. Steve, I did smaller. not know that. That's very good. Yes. Hmm. Okay. And it's, I, I think it's, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be Hogwarts, but, yeah. but I, you know, the option is there. It could be something else. I mean, Hogwarts might not be the only one with a giant squid. Yeah. So. I also just noticed something. I think it's, I'm very confused of, to what uh, uh, Sirius's um, um, grim, like, uh, dog form is what doing is? in the backyard. What are you talking of, about, the uh, little cat? No, that's that's, that's the, the Bloomsbury the, logo. John, and Amagus, serious, isn't it? <laughs> well, I'll go with it. I'll run with it. <laughs> I thought Sirius that's... had like an arrow from the centaur. Okay, then. He was okay then. Returning. I thought that that's a logo. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's on the back of my other Bloomsbury it book. It's it's with oh. the words Bloomsbury right underneath. It. It's a big dead yeah. giveaway. So, oh, so oh, it's just a, a nice spot to put that something. word. I yeah, thought, but. if you were going to believe what you're thinking of there, then this copy of Half Blood Prince has a little animal running around on the island in the middle of the oh, cave. So serious, <laughs> gets around. Yeah. Okay. Serious. Oh, around, for heaven's so. sakes, you two. Good grief. I guess that's no. not right. All right, Steve. So now, have, okay. Mm-hmm, I need mm-hmm. to ask you because it's driving me crazy. I don't know mm-hmm. what that right on the very back thing on the inside flap. I guess it's some sort of remember all or some prophecy wow. globe. You're, what is that thing? Are we talking about the snake snake yes, globe? Yes. Yes. Is it one snake or two? Well, I don't know. And is it is it one snake that's colored Slytherin color on one end and Gryffindor colors on the other? Which where's the on, on, on the children's ones, John, all the way over. And, it's the inside flap. You go all the way to the left. All the way to the left. Oh, oh yeah. See that? Oh, so, oh, yeah. and we've got a, a snake writhing in a in a crystal ball or an orb or something like that. Well, heck, mm-hmm. it's you know what about the whole you know you know the silvery instrument with the two snakes? You know, that are I thought of that and... right away too. I thought about what about the the two snake smoky thing that intertwined and Dumbledore seemed to get yeah. it and didn't bother to tell everybody else. Oh, that you mean the thing that was on his desk oh. in his, in his right, office? Right, it's on one of his little oh, tables, spindly yeah, tables. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. But that was not this. I mean, this is a crystal ball or something like that. But uh, well, I don't know. Anytime you see a snake, right away, I think Slytherin, but... You know, I think I when Mel- Melissa and I talked about this when we did our thing like right away. I think we... Or maybe I, I thought, I don't know. Was it Nagini? Yeah. I don't know. Could be Nagini. Well, I think it's odd that it looks like, you know, it, the snake is dying from like its Ooh. the end to the head, and it's gradually crawling up its body. And it, so, because it looks know, like it's changing color, its doesn't way it? Out. Yeah, like it's like you know how sometimes when they they animate things dying, uh-huh. they turn like gray right. or like a white kind of nothing mm-hmm. color. Sure. And yeah, and the reflections are interesting too. I mean, if you look at the side of the snake, it almost looks like a reflection of a, of the snake's head. On the side of it, it that? does. You wow. know, it's, I don't think it's another snake head, but uh, and so, but it's it's hard to tell. You know, those are the kind of things that it's real easy to kind of get yeah. really excited about, but yeah. probably it's just. Uh, uh, oh, uh, if you scroll yeah. back over to the other side, we will notice that it, that's prongs, the Patronus, on the other inside flap. Right. Well, we yeah. assume so. Yeah, it's 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 Harry's Patronus. <clears throat> but Love now, the little smile. I don't know if that's supposed yeah. to be there, but I just think that's beautiful. He's happy. But see now, the big theory, though, Steve, this has been the big raging. If you look closely at his like his chest, uh-huh. that looks like either a, a fox or some sort of, or the, and then on the side that looks like a wolf. They're trying to say that's a wolf or. A, I mean, do you see any hidden animals? 
Oh God! Yeah, I do see yeah. that. Oh, that's creepy. So, uh, it's like if I if I say that, I think that's probably reaching. Is that going to make people mad at me? <laughs> no, we want to hear <laughs> this. Hey, we're fans. We never reach. No, <laughs> we don't. Just... I see it too right away. I could totally see like Harry's Patronus and like every and like uh, you know. I think it kind of looks Dumbledore's like the front Patronus of a and everybody's morphing like like it Power does Ranger with the ruffly style. things, the ruffly like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's. I think it's a Patronus in dress robes. I think it's all it is. <laughs> no, this is totally no. This is the this is the ultra ultra zord of Patronuses. Mm. <laughs> no. they yeah. they morph together. No. He's yes. just he's just That's shedding. His... It's that time of year. <laughs> um, he's shedding his winter coat. I don't know. No, the I, shedding I, I just, ultra zord really, is Patronus. I really do like the little the little expression on that animal's face. I don't know if that's intentional or whether you know <laughs> like, stags John? typically smile. He's but a really that happy looks like a smiling stag to me. He does. Let's let's move let's, on let's to jump off to the the, the, the number one mystery of the entire cover. Yes. The I'm triangle not... circle logo. Yes. Thank you. What is that? What is that? Huh? What is that? Well, I'm looking at a copy of Half-Blood Prince here, a Bloomsbury copy, and okay. it has up no. on the top, same exact spot, uh-huh. it has the ring, the black yeah. stone ring. So I think it's clear that it's something important. You, know, you can't just say, oh, she just, whoever the artist is. I said she because I was thinking of Mary Grand Prey, but I know it's right. not. Um, um, but what we're looking at is an important detail. So it's not just a throwaway little thing. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't think there's... Is, has anything like this appeared anywhere in the books before? I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, I think it's the, the Triforce of Light. <laughs> right. Moving right along. Um, <laughs> we've got, I mean, there's different ways of looking at this. We've got, we've got a three-prong... Three lines yeah. coming down. Right. You know what I mean? So something breaking into three and bisecting a circle. So, I don't know. It's like the the like the, that, the trio being broken, or know. you know, when I look at the other one and I see the ring, which there's no way we could have guessed that until we actually got it to it in the book. Right. I'm guessing that we really can't have any idea really what this is. I'm sure it is a something. It's not just something the artist made up to represent something. I bet it's a it's a some sort of important symbol on something, and but we won't know until we read the book. So. Well, do you think it could be? And possible? I'm going to be reading the book at some point, probably sometime in July, maybe August. I don't know. Maybe August? Yeah. No. Yeah, you know, I got I might, things to I do. I might get to it. I got things to do. I, I'm waiting for the Braille no. edition, <laughs> and then to learn Braille. Learning the other thing. I'm learning. Yeah. So you don't okay. think that it could possibly be just the? I don't know. I mean, we've we've heard so many theories on on you know what it could be, but you could. I just thought it was maybe just the rune for the Horcrux. Mm-hmm. Would that make sense? I mean. It could be, but like I said, I I, I think I that we're just never going to be never yeah never going to be able to guess yeah. until because I, I think my guess is I guess what I'm saying is that I think it will be something actually important to the story. Yeah, it's not just sort of in passing. I mean, if you think about that ring, oh, that's true. Although you know it wasn't critical to the story, Ben. Yeah. I so I, that's just kind of the way I look so, at so, it. So, so John, though, what'd you call that? The, the Triforce of Life? What'd you call that? Yeah, this is the Triforce. Okay. I think that's a reference to piece... Power Rangers or something, so. isn't it? No, no, no. What is it then? Z- Zelda. Zelda. Oh, Zelda. Sorry. Sorry, like I said. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Got to get hip on our, our pop culture references. Our, our Nintendo games, that's right. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Full representation. 
So, okay, so, just quick well, overview, though. I want to know from both of you, what do you guys think of these covers over? I mean, do you think this is, like, the best covers that they've done for these? Or, I mean, this is the last book? I like this better than I liked... Um, I don't know. I guess I'll have to wait until I read it and figure out just how much they represented the book. But as far as just visuals, then... This is definitely probably the most elaborate. What are you talking about the UK uh, coverage specifically? Or are yeah. you talking about all yeah. covers? Just the UK, UK covers compared to the other UK yeah. covers. This is, I, I think it's, I, I almost get the impression that this time they decided they were going to put some clues in there and have some fun. Because we've been doing that with Mary Grand Prey stuff for year, you know, for, for several right, books yeah. now. But we haven't really right. done it quite so much with the UK ones. But then to put the... That, that rune on there to put the Starship Enterprise is, you know, an obvious yeah. ploy. Totally. So. <laughs> That'd be fun to talk to. I'd like to interview him afterwards because I'm sure he can't say anything now, but, you know. Oh, the the artist? Uh, yeah. Wouldn't that be fun? And, and talk be. about what is it? Why did you choose those particular images? Why did you choose? Uh, to, maybe, maybe it'll be obvious to us. You know, I mean, when yeah. I look at the cover of Half Blood Prince, for example, why did he have that particular event? Well, I know it's a particular important event in in for Harry and Dumbledore, but it also has one of the great action sequences in the book, and so it gives them something right. to a lot of the a lot of, a lot of the times. Otherwise, you got a huge book without a lot of these really big set piece right. action sequences, and that clearly is with the with the flames right. around and things like this. But yeah, but I just was struck too by how older they are. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't care for their mm-hmm. expressions, but I just mm-hmm. I was just really struck by just. Mm-hmm. Harry's a young man right there. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know? Sure. That just... Wow. So do we want to quick just kind of go through the text on there, too, as long as we're at it? Sure. Harry is waiting in Privet Drive. The Order of the Phoenix is coming to escort him safely away without Voldemort and his supporters knowing, if they can. But what will Harry do then? How can he fulfill the momentous and seemingly impossible tasks that Professor Dumbledore has left him with? Here's my one thought on that. I I don't know if you want to go off on it, but I look about that and I think, Harry is waiting in Privet Drive. Why? Why doesn't he just apparate out? He can do that. So something happened. He said he was going to go to Privet Drive. He has to do that first. So imagine now the end of book six. He yeah. gets on the Hogwarts Express, gets off in King's Cross, goes right away to Privet Drive, which which gives him protection. Why is he suddenly in danger? Did he end up there and it's his birthday and yeah. didn't think about the fact that the protection was going to run out at well, midnight on the 30th? or? How many times has he apparated, though? Well, he apparated Dumbledore and himself away from the cave back to uh, Hogsmeade, yeah. so he can do it. Do they think that maybe, like, they want to make sure for good, you know, he can he can do so this? Do you think that, that that they're still going to? He doesn't have his license yet. Okay. Does no, but I'm guessing it wouldn't stop him. But okay. <clears throat> Yeah. So hmm. I just I just wonder about that. It struck me when I first read it, and I'm still thinking that why is he just waiting around in Privet Drive for the Order of the Phoenix? I mean, that was two books ago. He's he's changed so much That's since true. the beginning of Book Five, you know. Right. For him to be sitting around yeah. hoping for the advance guard. Yeah, no, and we keep thinking about the theory though that you know maybe something happened to the Dursleys. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. if something what had happened and they were dead, why wouldn't he uh, hightail it out of there? You know, right. So, I don't know. Wow. And it says, without Voldemort and his supporters knowing. Not that not that they right. know and are under attack, but they're just hoping that he doesn't spot them, basically. So, it, you know, I could be worrying for nothing, but mm. I just think, oh, man, I can't I wait. Know. I, I can wait, actually, but, oh, it's going to be amazing to read this. And 
<laughs> hear all the, oh man. Wow. All coming together and all, all the pieces and all the work to do on the lexicon. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think I'm just going to start yeah. weeping. <laughs> Every no. time I see a new spell, oh no, please. No. <laughs> oh, why couldn't you use one you've already got? Look it up. There's plenty. <sighs> oh, plus you've got all this new game new spell stuff, so there'll probably oh. bound to be new spells in there too. So it'll be awesome. Yeah, I can't wait. I mean, that's going to be. Oh, I can't wait to get playing that. You know, I got a Wii, and I can't wait to get going. <gasps> you and, do oh. have a Wii, too? Oh, yeah. I'm the only one without a Wii. Man. <laughs> I'm oh, yeah, no, I can't wait to play it on the Wii. I think it's going to be terrific. Uh, oh. Yeah. Awesome. Right. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> anyway. What do with the covers? Well. All right. Are we, I'm sorry. Getting off. Are we going to finish up? What are we... Yeah. Are we going to... Are, are we, we are wrapping up. We're going to talk about it for another half hour about... Uh, about the other cover at some point, right? We got another whole cover to do. Yeah, well, we will get to the U.S. cover in a future okay. conundrum. I don't really think that we can have a conundrum conclusion here because there wasn't really another a question. One. It was just mm-hmm. talking about mm-hmm. the cover. I would say my conclusion, so, we didn't ask a question, so how can you give an answer? But my conclusion no. is that it's the giant squid's tentacle coming up in front of iced over Hogwarts as the Starship Enterprise flies over. And Harry, Ron, and Hermione, after tripping and stumbling and scraping themselves, are getting sucked into the Gryffindor world uh, through a pipe and uh, taking treasure with them. And on Harry's back is a house elf wielding a short sword. How about that? Mm. Awesome. And, the, and the Patronus is molting, is that the... and the little symbol yeah. means uh, this is the last book. Goodbye. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. What's your? Th- My only theory is that that the Patronus is a morphed version of the uh, the uh, resembling um, the uh, werewolf and the fox. Since Sue brought that up, I I will subscribe to that theory as being correct. Wow. So much. Joe, okay. Well, tune into a future conundrum for discussion about more discussion about the U.S. cover art. We're just going to keep talking about this all oh, yeah. through until this thing comes out. No, we, we got a new we'll trailer to look at too. But yes, we do. We do have a trailer to discuss. Probably some more in depth yeah, next week. But um, well, let's get Musa back in here and finish okay. the show. Okay, right. well, it's good. good to see you again, Steve. Thanks. You bet. You bet. Right, we'll get back you, and Mr. talk Steve. about some more of this stuff. All right, take care. Yep. Okay. Later. And now exclusively here on Pottercast, we have for you a special preview of the Wizards and Muggles Rock for Social Justice CD. This compilation CD contains music from your favorite Harry Potter rock bands, including Harry and the Potters, Draco and the Malfoys, the Remus Lupins, the Whomping Willows, and many more. Proceeds from the sale of the CD will benefit Harry, the Harry Potter Alliance, which is an organization that aims to help people find ways to use their mutual love of Harry Potter to promote humanitarian and social goals. You can buy a copy of the CD at myspace.com slash cheap rent. That's myspace.com slash cheap rent. Enjoy. Oh my God, what has happened to me? I was minding my own business, talking to Harry, and now I find myself all calling for and in a cramped space that is kind of smelly Oh my god I remember that I booty Pointing his wand and then a bunch of bright light And I dropped to the ground and I ran Oh god I think I know where I am Oh my god Oh my freaking god How did I get in Doyle's pants? 
Okay, we're back. Great show, great show. Lots of heated trailer discussion. Great show, great show. Guys, Phoenix Rising is so soon. I'm so excited to go. It's going to be so much fun. <laughs> I can't wait to see New Orleans. Less than a oh, month. Uh, for those who've been asking about Habitat for Humanity, here's the deal. We need people who can drive. If you, we need more cars. We can't have more people come to Habitat for Humanity on the morning of the 17th if more people don't drive. So if you have, if you are renting a car for the weekend and want to take part, if you have a car and you live around there and want to take part, please let us know so that we know how many cars we have to fill up. And next week we'll tell you how many spots are open to go to the the place and work on the house with us on the 17th. Cool? Is that what we're doing? We're working on a house? Yeah, that's what Habitat for Humanity is. You go and you build houses. Yeah. It's fun. We have Someone sent in an email saying, like, if we're going to be actually going to the places that were devastated, uh-huh. that haven't been touched in however long it's been, to, like, wear clothes that you'll never wear again or something because right. everything is, like, rattled away. Yeah. Well, that's a good a good plan for anybody who's planning on going down there. Plus, there's, um, there's a lot of mold and mildew because of the water. Yeah. So. Wear, like, a mask. Well, I'm sure we'll have all the safety supplies because that's a big... That's a big Habitat for Humanity is very big. I love on, construction. I used to build on, things when uh, I was little all the time. <laughs> with oh, your Legos scary. or your Lincoln Logs and all this kind of thing? No, with wood. I go to my grandpa's wood shop in his basement. Really? Cool. Yeah. So you're our own little Bob Vila. That'll be awesome. Hey, yeah. This old <laughs> house. <laughs> Excellent. That'll be great. That's going to be a lot of fun. We can't wait. It's really, really yes. early in the morning on the 17th. Really early. The 17th is when? The, 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 the day after we the, get in? Thursday. The day after we get is there. That what, oh, is that God. the day of our podcast then, too? Yes, that is the day of our podcast. Wow. That's awesome. And I can't fe- wait and, for my and, nap. And the Wizard Rock thing. So we need to take a, we need to take like a little siesta. Wait, Talk about so. a huge nap. John's all so. worried about his big five hours of travel. He's going to be jet lagged. <laughs> hey, what do you mean my five hours? How many is your trip? Your whole trip is five hours. Mine's How like much is four. yours? Like four. My trip is considerably longer than that because I have a layover in Texas. I counted the layover, my dear. I made the reservation. It's five hours. <laughs> Total travel time. <laughs> I could swim there in that time. I love you it. You do that. Leaky travel with Melissa and John. There we go. <laughs> Seriously. With a hang glide there. Hang glide? Have you ever hang glide before? There's no way I would do that. No, I'm actually terrified to hang glide. I would I would I would crash right into a mountain, no doubt about it in my mind. You know, I love You would crash into a mountain in Indiana. <laughs> in Indiana. I have something cool I want to talk about because wow. we spent everybody, a lot of leaky people spend a lot of time and effort onto this project that will have a greater presence soon on the site and on the homepage. But we talked about it last week. You guys and all of your masterful theories need to get them down solid, written in stone, locked in mm. with Leakey's official predict Deathly Hollows, the ultimate exam. Yay! And you can find that at, um, what did we call the cool thing? DH um, or. Leakynews.com slash DH quiz. Slash DH quiz is fine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and there'll be a button on the homepage soon, and you yeah. register. And all you people who have already taken it and have gotten error messages because it got more popular than we thought it was even going to be, you can still go in there and edit your answers. And uh, we'll be able to do that up to a certain point in time before we close down the test in case spoilers come out. But Seriously, think about the person who gets the most things right. That Honestly, person will be labeled like the Grand High Pooba fandom. And we can put out a whole press release about them. Like, <laughs> about this person, person predicted the whole book. I mean, more great. than anybody else. I mean, th- that I think that would pretty much deem them worthy of a phone call from Joe, if I was Joe. I if I was Joe, I would be like, I would want to talk to the person who was oh, pretty John. much in my head while I was writing this book. Joe. 
What do you, you think? Would of that? The world would be a much different place, lady. I think that'd be pretty cool. But then again, you know, what if it's Joe? Who took the test? Joe, <laughs> that'd be Joe awesome. We should ask her that after the book great. comes out. She should do it under a pseudonym, and we'll never know. Yeah, no, I, I said it. I said it to Cheryl Toon, like you could do it under a pseudonym. We'd never know. She's like, no, no, I can't do it. We'd never know. We wouldn't know until we read the until we read the yeah. book. Uh-huh. That that and then of course that person would get disqualified. Of course, oh, of it course. Was yeah, it's not even still be awesome. But you know, it's funny. We got an email from somebody who said who was really concerned. Who said, Melissa, it sounds like you're you're friends with Cheryl. How will you avoid being spoiled? Guys, you don't know Cheryl. Don't worry. You do not know Cheryl. She is like, she's like the Pentagon with yeah. information. You cannot. She is awesome. I mean, it. the it's last time great. I saw her, I, I tried. I actually, I took some rope no. and over to her apartment and tied her down. And I took a little feather tickler thing, no. tickled her for three hours. The story I'm like, going. come on, Cheryl, I'll tickle you for all day if I have to. And she would not. No, anything. you did not torture like the editor of the books. You did not uh, tell this story. It's not, it's so not painful to torture. It's tickling to torture. Right tickling torture is not offensive. <laughs> yeah. Tickle, tickle torture is fine. Oh, gosh. <laughs> no, he did not. Hey, and luckily, Melissa Cheryl. came by an hour later to untie her from... <laughs> You know, no. the situation. What, what did you hear what we're talking about right now? Leave my friend alone. <laughs> what? <laughs> Leave her alone. Oh. She will never want to talk to you again, John. Oh, poor Cheryl. Dear Cheryl, poor we're so Cheryl sorry. Right. Love Pottercast. For us. For me and Sue. <laughs> oh. No, and the bigger, the other issue is that I don't, I don't want to know. I don't want to know a, a, a single blessed thing. And that, and that is some serious, you people, you listening you come across a spoiler librarians who get the book a couple of days early people in bookstores who run bookstores and sneak into the pack the, st- the pile yeah and you send it to us i will hunt you down no, these people need to know if they think be they're so being angry. funny and sending us spoilers or like cool they're gonna get their butts stuff? reported to scholastic oh that's right yeah it's immediately what happens we you want to get right in on. trouble send us spoilers see there'll be <clears throat> lo- there'll be legal action joe rolling mm-hmm. will be on your butt it's just bad i will and don't do it just so you can get joe rolling on your butt as tempting as that is no, not, not her personally. Her lawyers. Reason. Trust me, you don't want her lawyers. No, you, no. You, 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 no, they're not you as don't. attractive, and it is not as nice pleasant. people. But they are J.K. Rowling's lawyers. That should say everything right there. Each lawyer has their has their own Rottweiler yeah. that they take around with them. <laughs> no, see, but seriously, no, we are not putting up with it. If I get spoiled for this book, you guys are going to hear me screaming yeah. from from Bloody here murder. to book two. Yeah. I know, because last time I, I, I did see one of those spoilers, and I was not happy, because I <sighs> tend to open a lot of mails. And, but I had the oh, worst spoiler of the whole everybody. What's that? Somebody decided to email me and say that Ron swallows an uh, abusor thingy, uh-huh. and that ruined the whole book for me, because then I knew at that point that that they would find the fake horcrux at the end of the story. What? That <laughs> was an anagram. Wait. You didn't... The, no, you must not have figured that out at that point. <laughs> oh, there are a plethora of fake stories. Speaking of that, th- there are a lot of them out there. So you know, I'm not going to believe any of these yeah. stories. Games FAQ. Yeah. Some some. I'm sorry. Some guy that pretended to be a scholastic intern, or maybe he was really an intern. I don't know. And and acted like he'd read the book and started giving out spoilers. Cut, guys. Hello. Interns don't read the book. Yeah. They don't. Uh, they no. They don't. I don't know. <laughs> so, maybe while they were like filling the coffee of the person who did read the book, they could lean over the shoulder. Yeah, 
No. I mean, we no. we had that interview with the the president and the CEO of Scholastic, and he says he didn't know. So if he's not reading the book, some lowly intern is sure as heck not going to be reading. And letting alone yeah. posting so, it on an obscure game it's site, a, you know. I mean, come on. Right. Need to read, but yeah, exactly. This person's an intern who wants to work in publishing and is posting the spoilers to Deathly Hallows on a website. Mm-hmm. Sure, that's not going to get you far in publishing, uh-huh. my friend. Yeah. <laughs> no, come on, come on. So oh, funny. yeah. Rocking though, too. Oh, well, guys, we're going to have a lot of stuff coming up in, in, in weeks. Going to have a lot of fun announcements soon. So much. One in particular that I can't, make to, can't wait to make. Not to do with Joe. People who think that every time I think there's an announcement coming out that it's going to be that we're flying to Scotland. <laughs> yeah. It's nothing to do with Joe. Joe's getting married. Joe's getting... Sh- what? She is married, John. She's married. I know, John. I know. <laughs> Kids, you know, doctor, husband. Such a handsome boy. He is. He's like Harry grown oh. up, man. He is. He looks just... He's handsome. He really does look like oh, he Harry. Does. It's, sort of, it's amazing. So so well, that's cool. how she. That's how she wrote Harry. It was All right, this is the longest off. podcast ever, guys. Oh. I know this sucks. Okay, <laughs> okay. We should go. We should leave. Just go. This no. whole thing's wasting time. No, All it's right, guys. Not. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next right. week. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. We've missed it. Dobby is free. I confess myself disappointed. Now. If you don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great, Scott. No wonder. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when one's having fun. (laughs) Santa Claus. No, I thought you were going to say sunflowers. (laughs) No. I hate sunflowers. (laughs) With the sun, Sue, I thought we were through. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm bad. I'm evil. Oh. I've got a bag room. I'm going to throw them off my balcony. <laughs> oh, I hope they don't get to deliver it all dead. She'll think you're like a weird, freaky stalker guy. They will get there on Monday as dead sunflowers. Oh, they will. It's terrible. I know. I'll warn her. Here's I'll be like, lady, you. you know, it's supposed to get her Friday. Now they're all dead, but whatever. That sounds like some like bizarre song. I'll give you dead flowers. I no. So is anything not a song no. to you? <laughs> No. <laughs> no. I think maybe in another life I was one of those minstrels or mistrels that goes around, you know. <laughs> minstrels? <laughs> <I don't> know. <laughs> With the funny pants and everything? <laughs> wow. Shut up. <laughs> Minstrel John, get a dictionary. Oh. Minstrel. Thank you, oh, Melissa. God. Nothing See? untoward about being a minstrel, okay? <laughs> Despite your best efforts to make it otherwise. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I hate you too. That's awesome. We can't even start the show. Uh, oh, I knew this day was going to be like this as soon as we heard John freaking out over the sunflower. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <sighs> Warning incoming. Spoiler. Okay.